podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Better sleep means a better you. That's why Mattress Firm stands behind the rest assured promise. Featuring the best mattresses from America's top rated brands like the Temper Breeze Collection. And save up to $500 on premium adjustable mattress sets. Plus, get a $300 instant gift with your purchase good towards sleep accessories. Shop Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster and more with our sleep experts today to get your best sleep only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. Visit mattressfirm.com for complete details. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hello, good evening and welcome to the build-up show from the LFC Day Trippers for Liverpool versus Chelsea. I'm your host, Keith Plunka, and tonight I'm joined by, on the other side of the, the hosting chair for the change, it's Gav Doyle. Gav, how are you? I'm great. Um, Looking fresh. Yeah, haircut, um, shave, shower, everything um, in, in preparation for this show. So that's the commitment I have to you, to Mick, to Grizz, to um, Liverpool Football Club. And um, to all the pyrotechnics tomorrow night. Excellent. Practicing your shuffle and all, I hope, and just getting the um, little momentum yeah, going, the I'm little just, jiggle. I'm just picking up point glasses around the house just to get myself ready for tomorrow, to be quite, yeah. quite honest with you. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a long emotional day, you know, so we need to prepare as best we can. Exactly. And we're also joined by Grizz. Grizz, how are you, my man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm not too bad. A uh, bit of a change of scenery, location, as you can see. Yeah. I come in my- I'm in my studio. Like, not yeah, really. it's sounding <laughs> quite husky there, Grizz. Must be the no, acoustic. Not really. I'm in a cupboard, but it's okay. You can't tell otherwise. No, no. Not at all. Not at all. And we're delighted to be joined by Mick from the Cowboy Podcast. Mick, how are you? I'm not too bad, mate. Yourself? Ah, living the dream, pal. Living the dream. We're getting closer to lift, trophy lift day. You know, I think if we can't all be happy about that, when can we be happy? Exactly. You need to go and you need to go and live in a cupboard with like Grizz if uh, you're not happy with this Liverpool team at the moment. <laughs> there you go. It's not a bad shot as well. There's enough of them out there. There's enough out there. But you know, Gav, it is getting that bit closer. I mean, I don't want to say the match tomorrow night is irrelevant, mm. but it's all about the after show, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. But I, I was I was doing there five minutes. Um, roundup show today that lasted 11 minutes and we'll try our best to get that close to five at some stage never it's never going to happen never going to happen because me and Keith talk way too much um, and five minutes is never enough but yeah it is all about what happens afterwards but then when you look at it Keith Liverpool have a chance to go unbeaten again during the yeah. season at home um, and have a chance to drop <laughs> only two points at home in the league season if it were a win and Chelsea can guarantee Champions League football would have win tomorrow night so yeah, I know where you're coming from. Tomorrow, 
tomorrow after the game is where we're all kind of looking for, you know, whatever it is, 10, 10 15 tomorrow night. But does, does, yeah, there's a bit of business to be done on the pitch. And, and um, you know, a lot of people make out a lot about points totals and invincible stuff. And I don't know, City are now their next target is 100 league goals or something like that. So, yeah, there's a little bit to be done on the pitch as well. And, and it might have a bearing on, on the way people look at Liverpool season, you know, because we're ending it with a whimper, apparently. Yeah, apparently is right. Uh, Mick, um, the, as Gav touched on there, some people think we're ending the season with a whimper. How are you finding it? Do you agree with Gav that, you know, while it is, our form hasn't been great since we've confirmed champs, that this game might have a little bit of spice about it? I think it will. Obviously, through the history of Liverpool-Chelsea games, there's always been a bit of, a bit of spice in there. I think because the fact that we won the league with seven games to go, it's been a bit difficult to G ourselves up for these games. And obviously, this whole beating the 100-point Centurions and beating this Man City team on points, record, points total record was a was a target, I'm sure, for Klopp behind the scenes. We probably probably wanted that to happen, but it didn't happen. Um, You've you, you seen uh, Graeme Sunis on Sky Sports talking about, obviously, back when he was winning titles with Liverpool, it doesn't matter if once the league title's over, the games after it doesn't matter how much you do yourself up. It's it's difficult to replicate that type of feeling going into a game of a must win. But yeah, it's it's been it's it's been difficult to watch now and again. Obviously the Arsenal game, but then you've got you've got flickers of brilliance. The Crystal Palace game. I think we're going to need a Crystal Palace pro, of proportion of that game against Chelsea because they're they're very 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 good and they've got some very good players so it would be nice to beat them t- tomorrow and um, and then obviously the crown and glory lifting that trophy with Jordan Henderson Indeed indeed and Grizz would you have be of the, sh- the same opinion as the lads there you know it's going to be a tough game we know Chelsea they'll have a lot to go for and they're on the back of a, a good win against uh, United in the cup there as well so we can't take them too lightly even though we all are looking forward to the the party afterwards, we can't take Chelsea on the pitch too lightly. Do you know, um, after Klopp's press conference today, I'm not too sure. I'm really not too sure if we're going to take it that that seriously. I mean, he was in such a lighthearted mode, mood. Um, but um, if there's a game, if, if there's a team that sort of gets us going, it's Chelsea. Um, and I think that will work in our favour in terms of we will be up for it. We will want to go out in a bank, and 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 the fact that Chelsea have got, I think, still got a lot to play for. I don't think they're hundred percent confirmed for top four, are they? So they need a result, and they'll be at it. And then when other teams are at it, we're at it. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like we've lost a couple of games where teams didn't have nothing to play for. It was just. Like the Arsenal one, they didn't have much to play for. Burnley didn't have much to play for. But, um, you know, our last competitive game where we needed a result was Chelsea. Um, beg your pardon, Palace. And um, I thought it was a superb performance. I actually thought we played brilliantly against Burnley as well in the first half. I don't think it's as bad as a result. Um, it wasn't as bad as a performance as some made out. I thought we mm. should have been 3 4 clear. So, yeah. I mean, even, you know, but it's so hard. They're human. It's emotions. It's it's the it's the culmination of 30 years. Well, not these players, but you know what I mean? The pressure of 30 years and they, the mental pressures that they've had to deal with, you know, um, they're bound to have sort of just, just literally get this 90 minutes over and done with, you know. 
that will be in the back of their heads. But we've got the man to motivate them. And I think we've got a team in Chelsea in opposition that should motivate us as well. Indeed. Um, there's a comment there with Chris on the screen about Chelsea's official Twitter account tweeting the Denver Bagel, that being the team talk. And, you know, it's all a bit of um, a bit of banter, really, isn't it? But it, it's, it's a ghost being laid to rest. And I think that might be something that tomorrow night, you know, we can hopefully put that one to bed. You know, I, I know they showed the Chris Bull game was on the telly and Shawnee Lawson was saying it doesn't doesn't hurt them anymore. And maybe this is the chance, you know, put that Denver bag all to bed, lift the trophy um, and, you know, exercise a few ghosts. Now, Chelsea are in a nice bit of form and they've a good little team there. Frank Lampard's doing a great job. He's doing no better than um, Sardi did last year, but for some reason he's doing a great job. But they are a dangerous team. They've integrated a lot of younger players into their squad and they are going to have threats um, all over the park. Is there anyone that stands out particularly for you, Gav, to, to be wary of on the Chelsea side? Um, I'm just wondering, is that them bag all the last Chelsea winner Anfield in the league? Um, and maybe that's why they're posting it. Um, they're arseholes, let's be honest about it. Um, yeah, they have got good players. Um but they also have some poor players and they have players that are overrated. Pulisic seems to be coming to form. Um, I always thought he would because, listen, he has pace yeah. and he has an eye for a goal. And if you have that in the Premier League, it'll, it'll bring you a long way. Um, Tammy Abraham seems to have gone off the boil for them. Mason Mount seems to be coming back to the fore a little bit after losing form. But he has integrated young players and I suppose he was hamstrung a little bit by his, by his transfer um, ban or whatever it was and he had to kind of use them the likes of Tammy Abraham um, Mason Mount there was one or two others um, yeah. there's, a, there's a fella playing for him he's about 14 Billy Gilmore or something is his name yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> but they are a good side they are a good side they still have some class acting as Pelaqueta although he's approaching uh, I think he's well beyond his peak but the likes of Willian that we've discussed about possibly coming to Liverpool on a free um, he's still a bit of class Giroud knows his, Giroud usually plays well against us in fairness yeah. um, but, but it's the back line well. it's the back line you have to worry about you know Alonso isn't good enough as well Aquetta has passed it Rudiger is overrated the goalkeeper is 75 million and he's terrible um, yeah. and then you have Caballero there that's just liable to he's basically a bald version of Simon Mignolet he's liable to do anything he's um, like me he's smaller yeah I know yeah. I'm not tall and not as husky um, very true um, but you know, you look at the players they're signing, you know, they have um, your man from Ajax coming in. Um, Hakim Zoyic. Hakim Zoyic. You have Timo <coughs> Werner and then they're looking at Koi Havertz. I don't know yeah. how true or untrue that is. But he seems to be going a lot of top-end footballers again, yeah. you know, top-end of the pitch. And it, I don't know it's where it'll go. Yeah, I don't yeah. know where it'll go unless he unless he's he's gonna keep faith with what he has and maybe bring one in at the back somewhere. But I think he needs more than one. But with regards to tomorrow night's game, it all depends what Chelsea turns up. And you know, if a, if a, if a motivated Chelsea comes up, they'll give us a game. But then again, if a motivated Liverpool side show up, I think they they wipe the floor with Chelsea. Yeah, they're that far ahead of them. They are, and they're that ahead that far ahead for a reason, you know. And um, Mick will come to you there as Gav touched on. They they do have dangerous players. Gav has mentioned them, William, Giroud. They are all dangerous, um, more so than the the younger guys. Even though they've played well against us, Billy Gilmore sort of made his name in the cup game against us. Um, 
and they they do have threats, but it is the wily older players, isn't it? William and Giroud. Giroud's not a prolific goal scorer, but he's a very intelligent forward, isn't he? And he can bring the other players they have into the game, like Mount or Pulisic, if he plays, you know, coming in behind them, he's good for feeding them. Yeah, he's a good player. I've always rated him, but I think in, in Gomez and Van Dijk, we've got the perfect centre-backs to deal with him because his threat is, it, it is glumping it up to him and he's good in the air. He's good, he's good with balls into feet, like, kind of like, like Peter Crouch was to look for us in a way in that regard, go, go from set pieces. But with Van Dijk marking him, obviously he'll, he'll probably try and target Joe Gomez, seeing him as the weaker of the pair, but mm. even still Joe Gomez has probably got too much to... Them to, to majorly cause damage. Um, yeah, like I've said, they've, they've got some good players, but they, they do need a serious overhaul. Like I've also said, that they, they are going to be a bit top heavy in terms of attackers. They need they do need a, a few defenders back there. See, like we touched on Alonso, Rudiger, Zuma. They're all middle of the road, good players, solid players. But are they going to get you to that level where you're going to start challenging for for league titles? I don't think so. Like what it wasn't until we brought in Alison Van Dijk that we really started to truly compete. And then obviously, like Gav also touched on Kepper in goal, he's also not good enough. It doesn't matter how much they pay for him; he's he's he's, he's not good enough at the, at the moment. Obviously, he might be, he might become that in the future, but on potential alone, for me, he's, he, he's not good enough. But yeah, they've got some great players. William, obviously, he's been he's been touted to. Um, maybe moving this summer and he's definitely a good player I've always raised them obviously before he even went to Chelsea we were linked with him and uh, I would have loved them even back then still a good player now yeah they've got they've got some good players and it will be, it will be a t- definitely a tough game but uh, like we said if if a motivated Liverpool turn up like I've said it would, 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 we should definitely have too much for them if, if we turn up and we want to turn it on and we want to go out with a bang obviously we've still got another game left with Newcastle which seems a bit irrelevant now but uh, if if we if we turn it up on the day, and and we'll, we'll, we we should have enough to blow them away easily, and then obviously cherry on the cake, Jordan Anderson lifting that trophy on the cock. Yeah, it's something that we're all looking forward to seeing, you know. But as as we've said, we don't want to look too far ahead, Grizz. Um, the threat is there. The lads have touched on the the dodgy defence that that Chelsea have. Can you see them doing any business back there in the summer? I know you're the transfer guru, so. Do you think Chelsea will be working on that? Because I've seen them being linked with um, Jan Oblak and Henderson off Man U and goal. Is is that an area you think they'll look at or will they stick with Kepa? I think they will try to look at, uh, but I can't see them getting Oblak. I've been, I've been discussing this with Chelsea lads and, I, and, and I've been obviously, you know me, I, I, I like to have a little bit of banter with opposition fans. And, um, and I was telling them, I was like, well, you know, this will, this will, this summer and the next window will show what Roman Abramovich really thinks of Lampard. I mean, is that his nice, cosy sort of honeymoon period? But now that he's got to spend money, because Roman wants to spend money, he loves it. It's it's a buzz for him, and he's gonna have he's gonna be bringing in top end stars like like sort of the likes of Werner, Ziyech. They're probably getting Havertz as well. But I said, but is this what you guys need? And is this is this Roman making the decisions or is this Lampard making the decisions? Because us four have just discussed that, all right, they're top heavy. And, and you know, none of us are sort of, sorry, I speak for myself, maybe you guys are, but none of us are sort of professional coaches that sort of 
can on the level of Lampard and he surely can see that his team needs defensive reinforcements. And if and if and if Abramovich just carries on um buying attackers, then you know there's a there's a there's a rift almost already there, as was with his other managers. Because Roman likes to sort of dictate a lot. While the ban was in place, it was fine. Because he couldn't buy any place. So he left it to the coaches to do what they got to do. And and Frank's done a decent job, I'd say. I think he's been over sort of hyped a bit, but he's done a very decent job. And I like him. I like Frank. You can tell he's a gentleman. Um, classless club, as you can tell from their sort of admin and, and, and the way they've gone about the Denver go and other things. But this guy's got class. But I think it's a very important summer. They need to reinforce. They've been linked with Declan Rice as well, which is yeah. an interesting one. Um, but That's not going to improve them. Well, you know, he's, he's, he's probably better than what they've got. I mean, Rudiger's overrated from time. I've, I've said it ages. As Pelequeta is probably one of my favourite Premier League defenders of recent times. But as I think Gab said, he's on his last legs. The, the, fella's, um, the fella's finished. It reminds me of Glenn Johnson now, and then near the end of that, he's playing fullback, and he just can't, he just can't run anymore. I mean, who's the other one? That the Christensen, yeah. you know, he's, he's nothing. He's, not, he's nothing special. They had a lot of hope for Tomori, but he's sort of not, not, not. Felt, he's failed to get into the team after his amazing start. Zuma wants to leave, so yeah, there's definitely, definitely um, problems at the back, and who better if we're motivated than us? to sort of exploit when teams have got issues at the back. But as I said, it's all about us being up for it. You know, you could see Salah having a field day in a normal situation against Alonso, but, you know, let's see what happens. But they've, as, as in terms of they need to improve at the back, oh yeah, this summer will be telling. See, we said all this about Arsenal as well, that we'd have a field day against their defence, <laughs> um, that they were an absolute muck and we were brutal. So I'm worried that yeah, we'll but fall we into that trap. No, we weren't. No, we weren't. We were, we were, we were completely dominant and decided. Uh, Too uncharacteristic. Yeah, a vodka out of a sock <laughs> during the game, and Allison was doing the same. You know, um, I'd say we were. Mark, I'd say we were mark against Arsenal. I'd no, say we I wouldn't mark. say so. I wouldn't say so. I thought we were. I thought we were well in control of the game. And yeah, we, but that's without, not without creating too much. Without no, creating, creating too, much. too much, but. But as I said to you before, and, and you have to take it, nearly every game we play now, you have to take it with a, with a massive pinch of salt as to what we were playing. Yeah. Because because I, I guarantee you, if we'd have turned, and I keep saying it, if we'd have turned off the back of this pandemic, seven games or eight games to go, right, and we were seven or eight points clear, we'd be sitting here today on 100 points without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. No without shadow of a doubt. I think we all agree with that. You know, so... When you look at it, you have to take everything into perspective. Against Arsenal, we were in complete control. Right, and we Mane scores, and we're in complete control. And we just threw two howlers in. And all right, we weren't the best of the second half. But it's so hard to get yourself up for things. Yeah. You know, Grizz is just flinging his fucking laptop <laughs> across the room there because I'm making this point. But um, what an outburst! You know, it's it's just it's just hard to to get yourself up for these things. And and I keep saying it that five percent or that ten percent, you know. It, it's huge in in a yeah. game of such fine margins, and that's that's what we're at. And as Wouldn't I said, Liverpool just turned Liverpool just turned that switch and knock it back up to one hundred percent. And we just start just start knocking, slapping people around again. It's just the way it is. Yeah, 
That is true. Um, for everyone in the chat, there's a nice little uh, number is in there. If you are on YouTube, get over there, hit that little like button. It only takes a second. These podcasts are all free, of course. But if you don't start liking them, we're just going to start charging uh, a premium fee um, <laughs> yeah. to listen to our dulcet tone. So hit the like yeah. button and, and smash that and spread the word, notification, all that sort of good stuff. Um, anybody that puts in super chats, we will send um, someone around to have yeah. a stern word with you. We don't agree with them. No, we're against that sort of thing. Yeah, well, Grizz isn't, but we are. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, you can tell, yeah. The, the good lads aren't. Own book makes an interesting point in the about the Arsenal game that only Mane and Robbo were on it against them. And it's something in the game itself, we were very focused down that left-hand side. Um, Mick, I'll come to you. Um, was it, do, do you think that was that was a plan or was it just we could see we were getting chances there? Because usually we, we'd have maybe Trent or the right-hand side a bit more involved, um, but it was very left-hand focused. Did, did you find that that was the, the plan or just the way the game panned out? And is it something you can see going into this game? Uh, yeah, it's difficult to say. I, th- I think they probably, obviously, like you said, they started to get Joey down that side, so I think they just kind of thought, well, we'll just, we'll just keep bombing it down that side. Obviously, usually, it's quite 50-50 in terms of what side we go down, and, but you... Usually, Trent gets a lot more of the ball. He didn't. He didn't see that much of the ball on that side. Usually, in that game, he was just picking it up and passing it back to to, to the Gomez, and then we were starting again on the left hand side and bombing down there again. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of this game, um, yeah, like, like we said, if if Liverpool start turning it on, and we can we can get at their full backs. Obviously, Alonso f- for me, if if, the, if Chelsea are serious about winning Premier League titles, for me, he's not good enough. So he, he's definitely. I mean, in terms of going forward, he's great. He's got a good. He's got a boss left foot on him. He's got a good, a good crossing. In terms of defensively, Trent can really guard him, and um, obviously Trent Salah down that side could cause a whole case of havoc for him. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think in regards to the Arsenal game, I think because we were getting Joey down that left hand side, and because obviously I think Arsenal are a bit stronger down their left. Obviously, we've got the Saka who's got a lot of pace. I think we've probably seen that as a. Um, as a means to, to not go down that side as much. Obviously, Trent's Trent's quick, but he's not he's not blessed with blistering speed to, to, to maybe go past past the likes of a Saka and yeah. uh, whip a ball in. So I, th- I think that's why we went down the left hand side with Robbo Mane, and we were getting that joy. So hopefully, we can we can do the same against Chelsea. Obviously, as Pilaqueta, as good as a defender he is, I've always rated him. He's what he's wanted, like Chris said, he's one of the, the best the Premier League's ever seen in terms of fullback, and obviously he's played centre back as well a couple of times and done a good job there for Chelsea. So. I think Robbo and Mane up against an, an agent as Pilaqueta, he, he could have a field day if if, if they're on the ball and as if as Pilaqueta has a seven out of ten game. But um, yeah, in terms of in terms of that, I think obviously full, full backs is, is is what we're known for and what what we're so great at. So they they'll be wary of that and obviously they'll be trying to stifle as much as they can. But I think if like I said, if we turn it on, we, we should have enough too much going forward for them. Yeah. Grizz, can you see Chelsea changing her up a bit and going to a back three and sticking Aspilicueta maybe on the right-hand side of a back three and throwing in Reese James there just to nullify? Because teams have had a bit of joy against us when they've they've sort of done that. Um, do you think it's something Frank will look at? I think they will make changes. I think definitely their the fixture list hasn't, um, sort of the pile-up hasn't been too, too kind to them because sort of with them playing Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they the squad is decent enough to make a few changes. He has rotated. 
uh, in terms of sort of positioning wise as well. I think Azpilicueta's probably not had the brilliant season. The reason one of the reasons is because he's Laddie played him every single position across the back line. So yeah, I can see that happening. Uh, Reese James, another one of their lads who they've tried to compare sort of foolishly to Trent. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't see nothing special about the lad. All right, he's got he's got he's got <laughs> physicality about him, but he's not he's not a patch on our Trent uh, sort of technically or on the ball. So yeah, I think I mean I'm not sure. I don't know if you lads can sort of educate me. Uh, one of the very rare occasions. We'll do our um, best, Chris. We'll do our to, best. Uh, if you can educate, I mean, I, I don't know what's the, what's the situation with them in terms of top four. What do they need? Like, uh, win tomorrow point. night secures it. Right, but a point, they, they will, couldn't... Do, but a point will do them nice, right? Um, well, I'll tell you now exactly how it's. Man, you play Leicester on the last day, don't they? So yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, at the moment, Chelsea are on twenty-six games. Leicester on 37. Chelsea are a point clear of Leicester. So a win tomorrow night will put them four points clear of Leicester. Yeah. With, um, Job done. With, with, yeah, with a game left. So, so they, it would guarantee them Champions League because obviously United win, they go 65 points and Leicester and United play each other on the end, last day of the season. So um, yeah. Well, listen, forget what they do. As as uh, as we said, look, um, their, their, their man in form has been William. He always has a good game against us. Um and Giroud, who does normally have a good game against us, but this is pre-VVD days. Um, since we've had VVD, he must hate playing against us because you can't. You just can't bully VVD. And um, and if they play Tammy Abraham, which they may do, you can't outrun Gomez. So, look, whoever they stick up front will will be focused tomorrow at the back, I think. Um you know, it's midfield where we're going to sort of... I think it's midfield where we win it. We, we've we got the stronger players in midfield physically. They're good technically. But um, as West Ham, funnily enough, showed, you get amongst them and they don't like it. And, um, you know, if we get amongst them in the midfield and control the midfield, and then we know our front three we can terrorise their, their, their back line, whether it's a four or five, most likely it'll probably be a five. But... Um, um, I'm pretty confident because of the fact that, you know, as I said, Chelsea will, 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 will be motivated and um, we like a team that's motivated and comes to play against us. And if they need a win to be sort of totally, totally clear, then they'll come and attack us and we're the best team to pick them off. Dylan O'Rourke with a bit of sauce there in the comments. I'll yeah, like I like that. <laughs> will Chelsea have Willie in or out? Um, uh, well, he, he does say Caballero afterwards, but I, I didn't want to put that up on the screen. <laughs> see what happens. Um, but it's it's a good point. Is Caballero going to play in Golgav, do you think, or will it be Kepa? I have a feeling it'll be Kepa. Um, I just, when I seen Caballero in goal um, in the FA Cup, I thought he must be his FA Cup goalkeeper and he has an agreement with him that he gets those games regardless of how far they go. I don't know if that's true, but that's the impression I got when I seen the lineup. I think he has to play Kepa. He no, has definitely to definitely be Kepa. You see, he has to, this, this, this guy's 70, 70 odd million quid of a goalkeeper, isn't he? 71, 72 million or something. Yeah, um, now it's more, and, isn't it? 70, 78 or something. It's something, it's something in around that where we won't scandalous. Split, split hairs on a couple of million, but, he has to play him. It's the same way Manchester United have to keep playing David De Gea, despite him, I don't know if he's just completely shot of confidence, has no confidence in his defence, or he's just decided he doesn't want to play anymore. Um, but he has to play him, A, to try to play him into form, and, you know, 
the price tag starts to justify itself or look less horrendous or B you go no this fella's head is completely and utterly gone and we need to get rid and make a decision on that so I think I think he will play Kepa um, I like the guy at right back um, Reese James yeah I like him um, because I think he, he'd suit Chelsea's way of playing an awful lot he might be the best going forward um, he might if he's good defensively and he's solid that's probably what Chelsea need looking and judging by the sort of players they're trying to bring in and if they're going to go if they're going to go as top heavy as we think they are with, with those sort of signings um, I think he'll he'll work well but I agree on Alonso I agree on most of the centre halves um, but yeah no I'm just going back to Kepa he's horrendous and yeah muck. he he has he has no, right, we said this after tomorrow no, he is. It doesn't matter what happens tomorrow. Well, we might as well not fucking, uh, you know, uh, preview a show because you're afraid to say anything. But, yeah. but, but <laughs> the right. thing is, like, he is horrendous, right? Um, and but the thing is, you have to, you just have to keep playing on Keith. You have to see. Yeah. You have to. You nearly have. You know the way you get managers and they go, I, I need more players, and then they start naming four fellas on the bench instead of seven to yeah. try to prove a point. Lampard's probably doing that with Kepa now going, I'm just going to keep playing this fella. And then when I go back in the, in, in the summer and go, listen, I need a goalkeeper. He has all the evidence in front of him. You know what I mean? But he's, um, no, he's not good. And it's it's a massive mistake by Chelsea in the transfer market, to be honest with you. It is indeed. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen Stevie Butter My Onions again in the chat tonight. I like it. That, that's all right. That's allowed. Um, a little dig at me, old blade and down but here. You know, normally we won't fall out. I won't get upset. I've spoken to me psychiatrist and therapist. He says don't get upset over it. So we'll move on. Um, Grizz, did you see that Alfonso Ariola and his wife um bought a house in London and had a on their Instagram today? Oh no, no, that one slipped me. I'm not on Instagram. Not gonna lie. No, not I've seen that on something else. Yeah, I've seen it on something else. Came up that they they posted it, so they bought a house in London. Um. Might be an interesting one. Maybe Chelsea are looking at getting a new keeper and they're going for a cheaper makes- alternative because to spend seventy-five million on Kepa and then throw a hundred million at, at someone that like Oblak makes- is a lot of no, money. they're not going to prize away Oblak, but that makes sense. That makes sense because because from speaking to Chelsea guys, um, they they seem to think that um, Frank was kind of forced to play Kepa. Um, you know, he, he did he did bring his Willie in. <laughs> said it. But he did he did bring in Willie uh for a few games and um but then apparently <laughs> yeah. there was the, uh, why are you laughing? What's that what, who said no, I don't know why you just don't say Caballero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, you know, it's it's, it's the in thing, isn't it? Calling Willie. The in um, thing. It's five minutes yeah. gone. And plus he look and plus he looks a bit like Keith as well. But, um, <laughs> a handsome man, some would say, but, a handsome but, man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but you know, Ariola makes sense. He's not he's not going to get a game at PSG, is he? He's, he's, no. So um, that kind of makes sense. Oh, if if that was the case, and he's bought property in London, and Chelsea are desperate for a keeper. In fact, they were linked with Ben Foster again, I think. Yeah, as well. Yeah. So yeah, that would make sense for them. I mean, I'm, I agree with Gav. I mean, even though I was at the at, at the FA Cup game and he fucking had a blinder. He literally saved everything we threw at him. And I was just, you know, I was distraught seeing him. There was a couple in the first half where he saved and we were right behind it. We were like, oh, that's a goal. And he's just pulled off some miraculous saves. But overall, 
overall he doesn't inspire you with confidence. He's very you know like how Minule used to do some ridiculous saves, but overall we were shitting our brick all the time, most of the time. That's what Kepper is. He's is you know he can he's prone to make the the odd amazing save and you think wow this guy's worth seventy million, but then you then you see the rest of his all round game and his keeping and it's um, awful. Yeah. Dylan puts a nice comment in there. If they have Willie and Ariola as keepers next year, they love that. Don't know if anyone catches on to the old Ariola, and we have to explain it to Grizz in a text message. But <laughs> it's it's a nice one. Oh, Grizz got a comment there. Nice head from Phil Casey. So you know that's Grizz's noise has been made. Um, Mick, it is going to be tough. But do you see um, do you see Liverpool going strong in this game, or can you see any? Um, I, I won't get to lineups yet. We will leave that for a few minutes. But but do you think we'll approach it with our strongest? Um, mentality maybe one or two changes could come in but but do you think we'll go strong at this or are you thinking it they the foot won't be fully on the gas as Grace said Klopp's press conference wasn't like he was uh too concerned how do you think it'll go uh, I, I think I think he'll go as, as strong as he can I think pretty much when I've been doing podcasts recently it's the, the only bone of contention is the midfield three usually um I could see maybe Genie getting rested and Cater coming in uh, Cater's done really well when he when when he started them. Even when he's come off the bench recently, he's been wanting to get on the ball, driving us forward. Them incisive passes in the final third that he's so great at carrying the ball forward as well. Um, Ox Jordan's last game didn't set the world on fire. Um, I, I mean, I, I could see for, obviously Fabinho, Cater, and then um, I don't know. I, I was thinking about maybe a, throwing a Curtis Jones in there, but it might not be the, the, the perfect game for him. Obviously. Just signed a new contract and he's had a few appearances here and there. But um, yeah, I, I think we'll go pretty strong. I'd be, I'd be surprised if he, if, if he, for example, throws a Nechel Williams in like he did a couple of games ago. I think it will go pretty much strong. And then obviously Cater, Fabinho, and then one other in there, and uh, pretty go pretty much go as strong as we can. Because like we said, Chelsea needs Chelsea need points at the moment, so they're, they're going to be up for it because they, they want to be in Champions League next year. So I can imagine Klopp wants to. Obviously, trying to play that down and obviously play our strongest team, try and blow them away as early as we can, get a couple of goals as early as we can and go from there. I think you're spot on there, Mick, and I'll come to the two lads as well now. The the only real doubts are the midfield, isn't it? I can't see any, um, as as Mick said, like Nico Williams has come in in games, but I don't think he's going to bring him in in this game and be up against someone like a Willian or something. You know, he'd be absolutely marmalated if he's playing a player like that. But the midfield is where I think the changes will be. Gav, do you think, like Mick says, it'll be Fabinho? Um, what way do you see it being... Do you think it'll be Fabinho, Kate, Genie, or could Millie come back for this one? Well, we all kind of thought it'd be Fabinho, Wijnaldum, Kate, didn't we, against mm. Burnley, Arsenal. wasn't it? Burnley, was it? Um, well, Burnley, anyway, I remember Burnley, yeah. I remember talking about Arsenal that Kate or Kate will definitely play, but Kate didn't. Um, it's like Grace said at the start of this podcast that, you know, Klopp has looked. Um, very relaxed in his press conference, very happy, smiley, and, and he was. I watched it. Um, he was very upbeat from from the from the start to the end. You know, nothing was getting him down. And you know, I said a while back that I didn't think he he was too bothered about uh, the points records or, or something like that. But I think the home record might be a little bit different. Um, and for that reason, I think he's going to go as strong as he possibly can. Um, 
uh, he may change it up against Newcastle because the last game of the season, and who cares? Um, all the all the fanfare will be it'll be over by then. It'll be the normal back four. It'll be the goalkeeper. I think it. I think it'll be. I think it'll be Fabinho, Wijnaldum, Keita. I genuinely do. Um, I think Keita has been decent when he's played. Now you'll get people online telling you he's the best midfielder on the planet. On what evidence I don't know, but he has looked a little bit more of a spark in him. Um, than the others at times in particular when Alden I think when Alden struggled a little bit since he came back but again he's had a brilliant season so who cares but I think it will be the M3 and I think it'll be the front three as normal because you know it's a big game it is a big game um, and it's the last game at home of the season we've dropped two points all season which was our last home game and I think Klopp would like to finish off the season saying yeah you know 18 wins and, and a draw or you know, whatever, 17 wins and two draws if it, if it turns it that way, but not a defeat. So I think he, I think he'll go as strong as he possibly can. And that'd be the midfield I'd go with. Just once it's not Kate that went and uh, Oxley Chamberlain together, which is an absolute disaster. Yeah. Kev O'Sullivan puts a good point in there. He thinks Bobby sits on Jorginho and Mane and Salah need to go in as a front two. Grizz, do you see that as something that'll happen? Because Chelsea will look to, to put through. I know he's, there's a lot of questions about whether he'd be staying at Chelsea, but Jorginho really is the the playmaker in that midfield. He starts the attacks. Can you see Bobby sitting on him? More so if it was an away game. Um, that will be the tactic we usually employ because you say Jorginho is their playmaker, but their form, their best form is coincided with him out of the team. I was going to say, is so, he playing a lot for them? Yeah, well, he's playing tomorrow because Kante is out. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's a massive. Kante usually surprise. only plays against us. Exactly. Kante, Kante broke his leg yesterday, but he'll be playing against us tomorrow. Yeah, but it's uh, he's definitely out tomorrow. So Jorginho will come in. I don't rate the guy in this league. Um, I'm glad. What I mean by that, that, yeah, I don't. This league's too fast for him. Um, I, I would I would compare him to one of our. Uh, stars, but then you know the fanboys will be out to get me. So, um, but 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 he's he reminds me a lot of Xabi Alonso for us in terms of you know technically beautiful uh, can dictate a game if allowed to. Um, you know, not quick, not quick at all. Doesn't cover ground quickly. Very intelligent. So he's got a lot of traits Xabi had, and you know I don't think he's made for this league. Um, but um, I don't think we'll concentrate too much on him in terms of Bobby sort of man-marking while out of possession because I think Bobby's on a mission tomorrow and we all know what mission that is I think Bobby <laughs> any penalties are, I know I don't I'm not sure if Mo can catch the, the, the golden boot unless he gets a hat-trick tomorrow and sort no, of hat-trick in the last off at this yeah stage. exactly exactly so you know I think um, I think we don't concentrate on Jorginho too much I think Bobby needs to get in and around the box as much as possible and get this, this this monkey off his back, man, and fucking get a goal. Any penalty or anything, I'd skip to Bobby, man. Fuck it. But in terms of our selection, it's got to be it's, it's going to be full strength. And um, the strongest team at the moment is with is with Fabinho, Cato, Cato, and Ginny in midfield. And I think all the changes, all the kids turn up at Newcastle. That's where we just give everyone a a nice little run out. But tomorrow's not the game. You've got, you've got to remember the world's eyes are going to be on this game tomorrow. Every media outlet, everything, you name it. So, you know, people are going to want to end us. And uh, people, are going to, people are going to want to see what the fuss is about with this Liverpool team. Some have been sort of 
non-Liverpool fans have been saying, oh, you know, did they really, you know, is this really did your Liverpool team that sort of stormed the Barclays Premier? Because you've got to remember, a lot of the leagues are dead and buried and everyone's sort of seeing, you know, why, how did, like normally this league, normally the Premier League is very tight and everyone's thinking, how the F has one team smashed it by 20 points? Like this must be some superhuman team tomorrow. So yeah, a lot of people will want to see what it's about. And I think, I think we'll be up for it. I think um, you've got me excited. Now I wasn't really excited about the game. I was like all about presentation, but I think I think we're going to put on a show tomorrow. Shawnee Lawson, as usual, puts a good point in the chat there about Kovacic as well being probably their best player this season, and and he has been excellent in midfield. So I can't see us, um, you know, thrown in a Curtis Jones uh, at this stage um, of his development. I think Newcastle will see him getting a run out just because I think Chelsea will go strong. Um, and I think if we look at our midfield and we go with uh, Akita, Wijnaldum and Fabinho three in there, it can it can go up against the Chelsea lads and it could probably push on, you know, put Naby in or now and Jorginho maybe to put pressure on his touch and I love him, it. Make him speed up a bit. You this know, this is one of those. This is one of those games I wish Hendo was playing because because <clears> the, 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 the the midfield they're going to probably play out is going to be sort of Barclay, Kovacic, and 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 um, Jorginho, and and they love playing football and they love passing it from the back and we love teams like that. We absolutely. I don't think that's we, what they'll we, do. Well, I'm, you know, yet to be seen. I'm not often wrong. So we'll keep an eye on that. But um, we, we, love, we love that kind of setup from a midfield where they're trying to play from the back in triangles. You know, we love eating interception and then that's it. Well, I love eating, but I'm sure they like eating up as well. Possession, you know, catching, catching teams trying to play from the back and then attacking their back uh, four or, four or three, wherever the case may be. So, yeah, I, I don't think that their midfield will be much to shout about tomorrow. Either way, I think we, we dominate in midfield. Uh, before we go on, Grizz, Avos put a comment in there. What's the defender from Leipzig that we're being linked with? And I'm assuming he's talking about um, Nordi Morkiel. Have you heard anything about the links with Morkiel? No, nothing. Well, Morkiel is a he's a cracking player. He's a, a right back, but he's a centre back also. He's a big unit and, and he's an absolute smashing player. I would love us to sign him. But I think he's linked with PSG, and I think we're probably just being used as a, a smokescreen to to get PSG to the table for the money we'll, to start rolling. Just just because you asked about transfers, we're we're trying to secure an Argentinian left back. I don't know his name. I Bellerin, sent you the, yeah. I sent you the link, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Um, and uh, he's the he's very exciting. Very, I, I've never seen him. This is this is your territory. Yeah. So, but but he's the guy we want. Work permit. Well, I think there's more chance of me getting a walk permit in Argentina than there is of this fella getting a walk permit to play over here. Unfortunately, he's only played three games for the news, so I don't know if he'll qualify for a walk permit, unfortunately. But he does Diego Maradona will sort it out. If Diego can do it, Diego will do if it. If anyone can do it, Diego can do it. If anyone can. Um, I want to just quickly talk, um, just a little side step there. Gav, you mentioned about the new five-minute um, update shows we're doing that that will never, mm. ever, ever last five minutes. No. And you touched on a couple of points today. Curtis Jones getting the number 17 jersey, being one of them. It, it's a big sign, isn't it, that... Um, He's, he is going to be integrated. I know there's all the talk has been that it will be Lalana's replacement, but I think this is a sign that, that they are serious about, about pushing him up that pecking order. Yeah, 100%. You know, 
he's wandering around wearing number 65 or something at the minute. I don't know what yeah. it is. Um, it's an insult. Yeah, but but you can see, uh, like, the big thing for me, Keith, with any of these players is when they're not sent out on loan. Yeah. You know, he's kept there and he's obviously told, listen, you're probably going to play, you know, the League Cup. You'll get the FA Cup probably to a certain point if we get that far. And you will probably end up with five to six league games. And that's probably what he's ended up with. Um, but they've kept him in the squad. They've kept him with the force team. They, you know, he's traveling all the time. He's, you know, he's going to away games. He's, he's around the squad. He's around the hotel. He's, you know, he's around, he's doing everything that the force team player would do bar turning up and playing on the pitch every week. And it's brilliant for him. He's only 18 years of age. And it's, it's a massive vote of confidence for, for a player of that age when he's on a, he's on a decent trajectory. And you don't want his feet, you want to keep his feet on the ground, but you also want to give him something in return and to say to him, listen, we're going to take you from whatever number you're And it, like people would think, oh, what the fuck does that matter? But it does, you know, um, you know, it's a 25 man squad in the Premier League. And I know numbers are all over the shop, but for him to come in as number 17 now, it's, um, it's, it's really, really good. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nod to him for his progress. And I, I'll be honest with you. And Grizz knows this. I wasn't sure on Curtis Jones because I've seen him go to a couple of preseason tournaments and I've thought, knee tidy, maybe a little bit lightweight. Can he move the ball quick enough? Certain questions you'd have over most young players, you know, unless they're exceptional, you know, like, like the Fowler you're seeing on, um, Rooney, you know, when he was at Everton. But, but in fairness to the fella, he's knuckled down. He's been given the opportunity by Klopp and the staff to be around the force team and, you know, experience everything that, that, and, and, given the responsibility because it's a massive responsibility to play with Liverpool Football Club and he's taking up both hands and uh, you know Lallana is leaving on a free con or a free transfer um, I think Lallana wouldn't get a sniff next season if he was still here under contract because Curtis Jones is definitely um, above him now in the pecking order regardless whether Lallana was here or not That's true that's true Mick um, the the move from Curtis Jones from I don't know what number was he forty eight or something I don't know where he was up to seventeen it is a significant um, move by Liverpool it's a, it's a sign of trust and someone put in uh, the chat there it was a few minutes ago about possibly moving Nico and Harvey Elliott up but I think um, it might be a, a carrot to give them for next season you know to get those numbers off their back I think one of the Sepp van der Berg and all I think some of them are playing with 90 odd on their back it, it, it is a um, psychologically it must be a big thing for the young players to get that that show of faith mustn't it the, that they feel like they're part of the squad and feel like they belong yeah like I've said it's a, it's a huge vote of confidence like we said going from 48 to number 17 and it's been a lot of talk on Twitter about him following Stevie G's footsteps obviously he was 17 when he when he when he was a young lad coming through, but now he's I think he started was it was it Burnley started and he he done quite well. He was picking up the ball. He's not a, he's not afraid to pick the ball up and run from deep. He's always demanding the ball, especially with you can see with no fans in the stadium. You can hear him shouting for the ball. Give me it, give me it. He wants to get on a turn with it, make stuff happen. It's exciting and like I've said, that they were question marks when he's gone on these preseason tours because you we've had so many false dawns with. A lot of youngsters, obviously, the, the most recent one I can think of is like Connor Cody, who's actually on, gone on to do good things, but obviously in a different position. He was defensive middle or centre midfield for Liverpool. And there's, there's question marks over him. He's gone on to, to have a good a, a good career at Wolves, but there's, there's been so many of them. But then we've had the opposite of that with 
the, the people coming through like Gerard and Carragher and Fowler and McManaman. So we've we've got a high standard, so to speak, in terms of lads coming through. And obviously Nicola Williams and Harvey Elliott, like you touched, touched on there, they're, they're all so, so, so good and they can be as good as they want to be. And with a clock in charge, they can be unbelievable. And I know on Twitter, everyone's saying we need transfers, 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 but that under those three lads, Harvey Elliott, Nicola Williams and Curtis Jones, they could save us an absolute fortune. When Klopp brings someone in, they've got they always have a better name period, like we like Fabinho, Robertson, Oxley Chamberlain, they're out of the team for three, four months while they're getting up to speed with Klopp ta- Klopp's tactics. But these lads have been in and around that dressing room, they've been in and around Klopp's ideas and thoughts and yeah, for me, it, it's a no brainer that they're, they're so young, they're soaking up all that all that knowledge from you, the best manager in the world for me, the best team in the world. Yeah, it's yeah. There's a, there's a lot of pressure on them to to to, um, to come in and do to do a great job next season. But for me, it, it's exciting times. And like I said, you could say you could say it was an absolute fortune. And Curtis Jones, he, he, he could be. I think he's only nineteen now, isn't he? He could he could be absolutely tremendous. One of the be- one of the best players players in the league in, in five six years for me. It, it is so true with his confidence when he's when he's playing and especially as you say the empty stadiums you can hear him he's calling for the ball he's shown for the ball he's not afraid he doesn't go hiding which is which is great to see and I think that's the, the key trait for him about making it in the first team um, Grizz I know all this talk is Steven Gerrard at number 17 but I think he's a, the bigger shoes to fill is Ragnar Clavin as Owen Burke put in the chat there is the main number 17 that I will always hold as the, the standard bearer for that jersey um, never mind Stevie G but Mick made a good point there about saving on transfer fees and someone put in the chat there a second ago I don't know if it was Kev that there's, there's no League Cup games next season so Game time will be at a premium for the young guys next season. Um, do you think it will be an influence on the the transfer activity? Because everyone's assuming we're not going to sign anyone. And everything you read and hear from Certainly. Klopp, there's a little snippet of, you know, I suppose it depends how which way you read it, but every time I'm looking at it, they're not saying they're not going to sign anyone, just that they're probably just changing how they're looking and what they're going to do, which is different than not signing someone. So, do you think the emergence of these young players, I mean, I know it's the easy way to say, like, all these young players, they may not make it. They may not be the class of 92 that United got. But do you think it could change how we look at the transfer market in a genuine way in the summer? Like, we will look to bring in one or two, but will they look to say, no, we'll give game times to the youngsters rather than just bringing in shiny new signings? There's there's two ways. Um, there's two ways every coach, but especially Klopp goes with in terms of young players. Either he loans them out and then that's a very good indicator that you won't have much of a future here, i.e. Wilson, Gruich. Um, there's a few others that have been loaned out. I think Randall was loaned out as well in his early days. Uh, Brewster. <coughs> Excuse me. And then there's another batch that he really wants to be part of the squad, as Mick says, learning, training, because Klopp's a big believer in coach coaching. He's a he calls himself a coach he goes look that's why he hates transfers because he goes I'm a football coach I love coaching it's my profession I'm a specialist in coaching and so therefore he likes certain youngsters and the special youngsters <coughs> to stick around and I think Curtis Jones he believes is in that category so I think it's a massive sign of confidence for the young lad 
Grease, that coughing is more annoying than your bleeding smoke alarm a few weeks ago sorted out, will you? Um, he's going to do it again. Yeah, I think yeah. he's muted himself, though, um, which Good is fair lad. enough. That's it, that's it. Uh, Gav, mm. I want to move away again, another little um, segue, and it's something that we've been chatting about today, and uh, people are getting upset. The Premier League trophy is going to be lifted on the cop. Kenny Daglish yeah. and his wooden cabinet are going to be getting wheeled out and lifting, handing the Premier League trophy to Jordan Henderson, who's going to come out in a wheelchair and get hopped on and do the shuffle and get lifted up by all the players. People have to hump about the music that's going to be played because I think we all now know at this stage it's going to be Coldplay. Mm. What do you think? Discuss. <laughs> it's... um. It's mad people getting upset by what song is being played, isn't it? While Liverpool yeah. are standing there collecting the title. Yeah. Um, they should just play Zed Cars. And, <laughs> and the simple reason being, um, one, everybody will go, what the fuck is going on? And all the Evertonians will just go mental because we're stealing their song. And um, we'll, we'll um, putting them further into into our shadow. But look, <clears throat> it's, 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 it's one of those things. Listen, Liverpool... You know, I've seen things like, oh, we're spending a million quid on this. It's not, it's about 50 grand. And I, I, I think James Pierce said earlier, the, the cost is being split between sponsors, the Premier League and the club. Um, and listen, Liverpool aren't just getting Mary off reception to fucking go out and listen, will you go, go and buy some fireworks and we'll let them off at half 10 tomorrow. A professional outfit out are going to come in aren't they and, and set up stages and um, pyrotechnics and, and lights and all and music and everything it's all it's all put together Liverpool probably going so don't care what music we play but um, Coldplay wouldn't be my choice I think there's much much better songs but I, I'm going to be in the pub watching this I won't care what yeah. they're playing and That's at the true. end of the day um, at the end of the day you, you won't even hear the music You'll just be watching the players. You'll be watching the reaction. You'll be watching um, the trophy going up and down and up and down, but player by player. And Liverpool will be, Liverpool will be, you know, they are confirmed champions. But you'll have all the, you'll have all the pictures and all the snippets you'll need to lash on your the front of your phone and everything else come half ten tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the lads in the chat are saying there, Coldplay do go well with a good uh, firework display, a light show, and all that sort of thing. And it, it, it is a banger yeah, of a song, in fairness. Yeah, but you see. Why are we discussing what song goes well this or a light the, show? Because this is the top topic of the day. Fact. No, it's not. The match is irrelevant. It's not. The league is over. Of, just fuck on a bit of VLO then. You know I want mean? to just know. Well, that's my next question. What song do you want? Forget Zed those Zed cars. Give me a song. We know Grizz wants the, the bells are ringing. We know what I, you want. I was just about to say, I, I couldn't give a shit, mate. I, 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 I wish you was on the bagpipes and me singing the bells are ringing. I couldn't give a crap. <laughs> that should be. As Gav, that says, be. As, Gav says, as Gav says, everyone's focus will be, and he's, he's made a great point. He doesn't often, but when he does, it's the special points. Really, it so, and, and, what he says, and what he says about the whole world, every one of us will be sort of looking at their, their faces and their expressions and the joy no one's going to be giving a shit about the music in the background. We won't remember. Do any of you guys remember any of the music in the bloody Champions League? Do whatever, nothing. I don't. Yeah, well, do a know. leap in Kiev, bleeding famous now because of that. Oh, yeah, you're weird. But you when know, most we lost, of us, like you know, when we, we lost, we, we, we and we're going to be just sort of looking at their faces, expressions of joy and 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 emotion, and that's all. That's all I'm going to be interested in. I don't even. I'm not going to lie to you. Coldplay. I've I've never. Probably heard of them. I don't know. It's not my field. Like, I'm yeah, yeah, but, but Chris, aren't you a massive fan of Boyzone? 
Oh, are this the are this the new version of Boyzone? Like from my no, time. but you're you're a big fan of Boyzone, aren't you? Yeah, I was. I was. We could have got the club yeah. to do something with Boyzone if we'd have known this because I'm I sure was, they're I available. Was, for I about mean, eight cringe, Whatever anyone says about Boyzone, they did make some good tunes. Don't ask me to remember any right now, but I, yeah. I do recall them making some good tunes. But this was going back a few <clears throat> years. Do you like the bells are ringing because Boyzone done a cover of it? Is that what you like? Did they that? really? That's what oh, Ron and Keaton done, done it. Ron and Keaton, yeah. That's the yeah. connection then. Because I knew when you were singing it, Grace, you weren't singing it in the right key, and that threw me off at the tin whistle. So I think we've yeah. we've got to the bottom of that. Yeah. It's fluid. Ha- he really yeah. hasn't seen this podcast and what I was talking about. Was the bells are ringing, Mick, is on. the fairy tale in New York, but Grace yeah. knows it as the bells are ringing. So, you know, <laughs> we had a, a, song a couple of weeks you know, ago. A live sing song <laughs> to finish out a show. Um, but Mick, I'm going to come to you. What song do you want to hear played, or does it not bother you on the slightest? <laughs> I honestly don't care, and it's, uh, to, to me, it, like I, I, I think someone put like a, a bit of a way to stop crying your heart out on a, a video. Yeah, that would have been good. Just a went, little bit snoyed. Yeah, I went on my video editor and threw a bit of show me love on there and threw it up on Twitter. Obviously, after the we won the league and <coughs> Ivan yeah. like having a little having a little boogie to show me love. So throw a bit out, and I don't honestly, it doesn't matter. Like, like the lads have just said, we're going to be watching watching Jordan Anderson and all the lads lifting that trophy one by one. Yeah. It's an afterthought that exactly listening to what, what fucking music's playing really. It's exactly it's, I, yeah. I know I know what you do with him. Um, Owen Bork says just play Tina Turner on repeat I swear to God Jordan Henderson lifting that trophy to private dancer will be just <laughs> unreal right but um, I do like that I, I think it'd be amazing and <laughs> um, I tell you what you play it to um, you play it to the Titanic song because everybody puts out these goals and, and, and bits of games to Titanic music just stick it to the Titanic music and then we won't have to endure people editing it to <clears> Titanic <throat> music that's what we should do do you know what oh. I like? I like the, you know, the Ghanaian funeral dancers. Oh, That's yeah. been the, the, the meme sensation of COVID 2020. And we flash that on the screen, all the boys' faces, and then we bust in as Hendo lifts the trophy. In fact, I'm going to request that in the pub when we're out tomorrow. That's have amazing. To Good shot. Yeah, I'll have to find the name of it. So we've all, we don't give a shit what song is played. Once Hendo no. can shuffle in, in a good rhythm and all that, we don't really care. We're not going to, uh, we're not going to um, really hear it in any way. Something to look back on with the kids, isn't it? Uh, but yeah. who cares at the end of the day? So before we finish up, lads, I want to get you a score predictions for tomorrow. So Mick, I'm going to come to you first. How do you think the game's going to go? If you have a prediction of the score and possible scorers. Um, yeah, like we touched on, I think I think we'll go strong in midfield, strong overall. So Genie. Genie Cater or G, um, Milner Cater and Fab in the midfield, bit of energy in there. I, I think the last couple of times I've done a prediction, I've done like three now, and it's just been we, we, we've conceded. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go two one to the Reds. We're struggling to keep clean sheet at the moment. I fancy them to score probably. Now that I've said Giroud will have a sniff against Van Dijk and Gomez, he'll probably bag mm, off a corner yeah. or some shit. So he'll probably score, but um, yeah, I go. I, I want Mo to get another two because I want him to get as, as high as he can to that. Um, I don't know how, how far is he off five off the top now, is he? Mo. Yeah. He's quite he's quite far off, isn't he? But I'd like him to get two and then obviously go, going into Newcastle. If he can bag loads against them and get as high as he can, then that'll be great for me too for Salah be boss. 
Nice, nice. The only thing I'd say about Giroud is I think he'll be emasculated by the fact that he won't be the best looking man on the pitch and he will in fact be getting marked by the best looking man on the pitch. So that might throw him off his game something rotten, um, hopefully. Grizz, prediction? I think we're going to, I think we win 2-0. I think Bobby gets off the mark. It's been a fairy tale season. It's going to be a fairy tale ending for him. He's got a score. He's, the man's got a score. Um, 2 0 and him and Mo, because Mo likes a goal against former clubs. And um, he scored one of the most emotional goals for me last season, because I really thought that was, I really thought that's, 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 we're going to win the league when he scored that second, because I was so nervous. He was 1 0 at the time. And then one of the greatest goals I've seen <clears throat> reminded me of the Robbie Fowler one against Aston Villa a few years ago. Very similar trajectory of the ball. But 2-0, Bobby and Mo. I think we keep a clean sheet. I think we nullify them. I think they've had a, a hard game this weekend. I think our, our energy levels will be optimum. I think I think Klopp will have them, you know. I've changed my tune a bit, haven't I? I started off by saying I'm not sure we're going to be up for it after Klopp's conference, but... Yeah, I the think chat we've had you covering the chat, all the bases. Yeah, <laughs> the chat the, the chat we've had today, the chat we've had last week five minutes, I think you guys have got me really motivated. And so I think we're gonna be really up for it now. So do now and smash the ball. model model for the two all draw. Gav, do you think Chelsea are coming down with a bag of cans and just there for the Coldplay show or what's the story? How do you say it going? <clears throat> predict predict we're a better side than Chelsea. It, it it genuinely just depends on on what Liverpool side turn up. I know it said it depends on what Chelsea side turn up earlier, but I, I think it's it's more dictated by what what state of mind Liverpool are in. Um, I think I I genuinely believe there's something in the home record and, and keeping that intact, right? Whether that's a draw or a win, I think that's that's going to be a big thing. Also, it's nice to go up onto a podium to collect the trophy after you've won a game, and um, regardless of whether it's a null, you know, it's a, it's a dead rubber and there's no one in the ground. It's, it's still a nice feeling to be coming off a pitch winning and then going to collect your prize. Three uh, 0 Liverpool. Um, I think Liverpool taught Chelsea a lesson at Stamford Bridge earlier on the season. And the lesson they taught them was that no matter what way Chelsea tried to play us, we were able to be better than them. Um, the, the, the FA Cup game I would pay no attention to because Adrian was on drugs um, of some sort. And we, we had a couple of players on that side that night that shouldn't have been in it. And I think... I, I think... Um, yeah, I think we have enough. I don't mind if Bobby Firmino doesn't score. I think it annoys um, opposition fans more than it upsets us. Yeah. So leave it as it is. That's the way I see it. Um, I'd like to see Kate to get a goal. I think Mane will get a goal. And do you know what? I'm going to throw a fiver on, um, on Joe Gomez as well. Why wouldn't you? Do you know, it's good about the home record. Gav talks about the home record. I think we're... Tracing Chelsea's record of uh, home um, unbeaten at home. I know Chelsea stretches crazy. Some um, someone yeah. maybe in the chat will know it's, it's an incredible. It's an incredible record. Yeah, but listen, hey, you know we're we're record breakers, aren't we? So yeah, you know that. So you know that's something to sort of target going into next season as well. So we definitely don't want to be losing tomorrow, and I don't think there's a chance of us losing tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be um, a convincing 4 0 
but I get them wrong all the time. So that's the lowest you've gone in months. I know, yeah. I know. I'm that's usually six and seven, but yeah. you know, stick it down for a one nil defeat, lads. <laughs> yeah, it's a model. Twitter's taken its toll on you. you. You you're being influenced by. I've been beaten, Grizz. I've been beaten. You started at eight nil, seven nil, six nil, five nil, four nil. You're going to be two all soon. Yeah, against Newcastle last hit last day of the season. So anyway, lads, we we'll leave it there. Right, we're going over the hour. It's been a great show tonight. Um, and what before we do finish up, right? Before we do finish up, Mick, what's your plans tomorrow? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go go and meet one of my mates and have a few, have a few bevies in one of the local pubs. Um, yeah, it's I think I went out last. Yeah, I went out last week to watch the last game. But obviously, before that, I was kind of staying in and keeping my distance. But uh, yeah, go out tomorrow and enjoy that. Um, I've got th- I've got Thursday off work, so I'm gonna go nice. for it. Like we touched on there, I was I wasn't that excited before for the game, but obviously this chat we just had. I feel, I feel we have that effect, Mick. We have that effect. <laughs> I, I feel up for it. I feel up for it. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a good one. I just can't wait. Obviously, if we blow Chelsea away and then obviously lifting that trophy, it's a dream come true. Thirty years. 30 years yeah. in the making and it's a, it's a dream come true and it's, it's, it's no matter what the results and obviously we, we, we want to win it but it, 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 really it doesn't really matter the, the, the main thing is Henderson lifting that trophy it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be amazing that's what it's all about isn't it it's being out and enjoying it with your mates if you can't do it at the match or you know people can't do it at the match do, do it with your mates Grace, what are you playing? yeah mate um, doing the same what we done uh, when when we won the title but that wasn't that wasn't pre-planned we just went to the farm, going to the meat shed, farm. The shed and watermelons. Oh well, I'll show you the videos and then you'll change your mind very quickly. It's not an old shed like this. It's a proper farm. It's got like <laughs> you know what farms have, like animals. Yeah. <laughs> it's just um, you sitting around with a load of animals gonna, and, and but watermelons. I'm, but, but listen, there's no point me talking about it. I'm going to show you videos and pictures and Deadly. drone visions of it and sort of all drone sorts, visions. Yeah. But we've got um, images, so drone images, drone images, drone images. But um, yeah, we've planned it properly this time. We're, we're camping out there for three o'clock. If anybody wants to come down, I'll put the address in the link. And feel That's free it, to drop the us. pin, drop it's, the it's pin. It's for everyone. No, I'm serious. It's for everyone. Everyone come in. And, uh, wow, anyone down in, to the farm? Anyone near? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come down. It's, it's, uh, it's in Luton. Well, I'll drop the link. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. You, you... Well, I've, I've invited anyone and everyone. I can't believe we're having this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and can you can you set up camp? You can't get flights out. That's what I can tell you. You, got, you can't get flights. Trust me, I get a fucking flight out there tomorrow if, you, if we need it. To. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's going to um, be uh, loads of food, loads of watermelons, mangoes, you name it. Yeah, okay. good stuff. And Gavin, yourself, um, I'm meeting Patrick of the Larson clan um, in Dublin City Centre tomorrow for a few points, and then. Sean Lawson, head of media and entertainment and a general good time at the LSD Day Trippers, has organised um has organised for us to meet up and watch the game together tomorrow night. And uh yeah, it's gonna be good. It's um it's 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 ages since I've been in a pub. Genuinely ages. <laughs> it's yeah. it's probably early March. And yeah. um, because of what's gone on with, with COVID. So I'm looking forward to it. Obviously there's restrictions in place and they will all be followed. That's genuine, they will all be followed. Yeah. And uh yeah, just going to spend it with X amount of lads. I think you're included in that, Keith. Um, oh, I am. And yeah, watch Liverpool beat Chelsea, lift the title and um, have a few beers to celebrate. Watermelon on the way home. I was supposed yeah. to be there for this one, wasn't I? And, uh, That's the funny thing. I was. Yeah, you I were. Was, it's a bit sad. I was supposed to be over there. We, we booked it and everything. But mm. It's a shame, but no problem. We go again. 
This we is it. Again. We'll yeah. do it next year. Do it next yeah, year. Yeah, we go again. <laughs> yeah. Own book says, yeah. Sean, he be kicking boards out of his way all night. Uh, that's most nights, pal. Um, <laughs> yeah. A sensational looking man. That's, um, that's even going into the bills that he be doing. Uh, that. Listen, he's so good looking. And then you look at the shoulders on him and all, it's actually disgusting, isn't it? Um, yeah. Sean, he did, did remind me earlier on to tell you that um, possible uh, live Instagram updates from us tomorrow. So if oh, you don't follow us, it, w- it won't be on YouTube, it won't be on Twitter. Um, but if, if you don't follow us, go to Instagram, type in LFC Day Troopers, follow us there, and uh, we're giving Shiny control of the account tomorrow night. So It will be well worth a follow, I think, yeah. on that. Just, to, to, watch, see the just to watch Shiny. Yeah. Watch Shiny eating a bowl of chips or something. I think it'd be amazing. Dead weight, picturing himself with all those older characters to make himself look yeah. better. I like a style. Just enjoy like yourselves and stay safe. And all of you guys are Mick. Yeah. Congratulations, man, Gav. It's momentous. The tomorrow, just cherish it. These That's times it. are, you know, so much bullshit, so much bullshit on LFC Twitter at the moment, talking about all kinds of shit. But all we need to concentrate for now is this glorious, glorious team. And yeah. so all of you guys, man, we wish we could all be together. But wherever it's you like are, Christmas, doing, isn't it? It's, it's oh, like Christmas. Man, just everyone enjoy it. You know, we've waited a long time to do this. And whatever way is they're going to celebrate, just make it the best you can. Because... We took it for granted for years when we were winning titles in the 80s and 70s, and we we don't want to take this for granted. So celebrate it like it's the last title you'll ever win and just go mad. But be safe, which I think is Good important point. as well. Good point, well made. So we'll leave it there. So um, Mick, thanks very much for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure having you. Do you want to let the lads know where they can find you? Yes, I'm on Twitter, M1CKLFC. Obviously, I, I also run pretty much run the uh, the copites twitter page as well that's the the copite off which is sure for the copite official but we didn't have enough characters so the copite off or follow me m1ck which is make lfc excellent stuff oh, excellent stuff top stuff top stuff Chris, um, you um, that people know where they yeah. can find you yeah in a farm in luton i'll, I'll have the address <laughs> in um in in, in 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 the link below come and join us man i'm serious great. Anyone local if you look at Grizz's bio on Twitter, you can get his email address for any inquiries as well. Oh, don't! I've had some drama about. I've had some drama about the email. I'll talk to that afterwards. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. uh, stop. All right. And we we'll leave it there, folks. We we'll leave it there. Listen, thanks everyone for joining in. Uh, it's been a great chat. I've been Keith. The lads have been the lads. We've been the day trippers. Good night and God bless. Attention, Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.